So mostly we're going to have just uh, guided, grounded, guided meditation this morning. So I'll just say a few words as preamble. <clears throat> but um, when I first uh, became interested in spirituality, uh, a light bulb went off when I heard the word uh, enlightenment. <clears throat> I had no idea what it meant, but I knew that that was where I was going to be headed for however long that uh, it took, period, period. And that there was an unwavering quality in me that I was willing to go through anything because that felt like a, a, a reachable goal. I never put it out of reach. <clears throat> and uh, I, I want to assure everyone that it's within everyone's reach. That's one of the message I... Uh, most uh, care about you receiving. Not that you, where you think you are in that process is irrelevant and very wrong. But for you to dismiss it and just work in a kind of, of safety of yourself, that's also... Uh, dismissing where this whole teaching points. The Buddha said, if it were not for the unconditioned, there would be no resolve of conditions. He put... (laughs) In other words, the only way out of conditionality is from the unconditioned. So never doubt that that is there. And there are some very learned voices that preach otherwise. But in your heart, I never doubted it, and I hope you don't either. Because everything's gone, and there's no point to this. If if it's just working with conditions, there's no point in it. It just makes us better. But we're still who we are. Now, there's also an accompanying readiness that is extremely important. And when I give a talk like I did last night, I presuppose, often falsely or wrongly, that the ready, you know the readiness factor in yourself. You know the maturity factor, the grounded factor. That factor that listens from a sense of steadiness, not from frenetic fear or from, uh, you know, I'll never get this, or for self-doubt, or I'm doing something wrong in my practice. That's nonsense. You're not doing anything wrong in your practice. You're listening from a completely unreadied position. It's like when I heard uh, Suzaki Roshi when I was... In my early 20s, I had no idea what he said, and it didn't send me into frenetic activity to try to discover it. I just said, well, I'm sure if I practice like he has, that will come to me too. Whatever he was saying, I knew there was something there. It just didn't upset me that I wasn't there yet. And so this sense of settledness this sense of abiding uh, stability 
That is what practice builds in us that makes us ready. And to look beyond that stability, as we have mentioned in this retreat a few times, you know, when you just kind of walked uncollectedly around as if there's no ground to your movement, I think, my God, this is supposed to be three years and three retreats. This is supposed to be that built-in maturity for us to know where we are and to be able to hold the ground under our feet and to be able to look at things as they come in and see what's false and what's true from, from the union of mind, from the quietude of mind that we have developed over time. <clears throat> Essential. Essential. If you, we don't have that tether to discernment, then when we get caught up in the energy, and there's a huge energy releases when these new vistas open, we go psychotic because we have no ground to, to bring us back. So this is essential, the ground. The oneness of mind, mental harmony, sometimes referred to as samadhi, but not in terms of concentration, not that meaning. Stability of mind. You've seen everything. What is, it, what is there to be upset about? You've seen everything. And over and over and over again. It's just more of the same and different, with different stories behind it, really. So that, so don't feel like you're wasting time when you are growing that foundation ever more firmly. And then awakening takes care of itself. It really does. Because from that ground, you begin to ask questions which the ground can hold. Questions like, what is this? What is life? What am I? Who am I? What's going on here? Questions that turn that harmony tone onto the difficult. Not from a fear response, because you've seen fear, you know it. You don't let fear become the way, the guiding post, the lamp, that shows you anything. Except itself, fear. And the questionings then begin to open up the vista points. Right? Look at that sight, my God. But it's not like, ah, you don't lose yourself in it. <clears throat> You've just seen yourself from a different vista point. New perception. Carrying a lot of energy and a lot of excitement perhaps, but grounded, all that's grounded. Wonder, a lot of wonder, a lot of wonder. So is there a, 
a point in being mindful and walking slow? Of course there is. Is there a point in whatever practice you brought here? Of course there is, because it's been resonant with you. It resonates. Or you wouldn't be doing it. Hopefully you're not doing it because somebody told you to do it. You're doing it because it resonates. It's what you feel you need. And in this whole time together, neither of us, none of us up here, have tried to take you away from that. We haven't even suggested instructions for you that could be different than what your natural practice inclinations are. We don't want to do that. But all that rests upon a kind of maturity you must have to to introduce this subject to you. So let us find that ground again, if we have lost it within last night's talk or or whatever. Let's let's reaffirm the need for that and and the safety within that. Okay. So I am going to point you back to your ground, if you allow me to. Back to the root system of your being. And if you don't feel rooted to the earth, then discover those roots, because they are there. The whole world acts in accordance with the fact that you belong everywhere. You're never out of place. Why? Because you're there. That's the only explanation you need. And our lifeline of the breath. And the connection between the breath and the earth. The breath and the body. The body and the earth. We're not in production mode here. We're not interested in muscle training. We're interested in landing. And that allows for discernment, to see, to, to ask those, the questions that each of us need to ask when we're confronted with a direction that we may not want to go in. 
We don't give our authority over to a teacher who might be expressing a particular vista point because we think we should be there. We do it from a sense of propriety. Let me look. Let me see. Is this right for me? Do I want to do this? from that stability of discernment. We ask other questions of, well, do I want to stay in just the formed world I know? Is there something inside of me that knows there's a limitation to the way I look and think of myself. And what intention do I need to set in order to move consciously, groundedly towards a resolution of that struggle? but I should never doubt there is a resolution. Because if that is seeded, it undermines everything. It's not just impermanence, contingencies. It's nonsense. That's what we start with. We start with that's the problem. That's the, that problem needs a resolution. If there's no resolution to conditionality, there's no solution. There's no freedom. And that's when we need to have the devoted heart, the faith, in those who have gone before us and will not lie to you.
a poem by Lai Young Lee called Out of Hiding. Someone said my name in the garden while I grew smaller in the spreading shadow of the peonies, grew larger by my absence to another, grew older among the ants, ancient under the opening heads of the flowers, new to myself and stranger. When I heard my name again, it sounded far, like the name of the child next door, or a favorite cousin visiting for the summer. While the quiet seemed my true name, a near and inaudible singing, born of hidden ground, Quiet to quiet I called back, and the birds declared my whereabouts all morning.